guys got guests have to think about it. Okay, so Anthony and Ryan, thanks for coming. Thanks for yeah. having us. Um, of course, beginning the show, uh, guests get to dedicate it to whatever they like. So if you want to do it together or separate or how you want to negotiate, but mm. guests always get to dedicate it to whatever they like to do. So person, place, or thing, what would you like to dedicate it to? Okay. Do you what? Do you um, have one? <laughs> I have one no. that I think you would be okay with if you okay. want it to be yours also. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to like Rick Baker talk the past oh. couple of days because he has a book coming out or that just came that's out right. like his like life retrospective and so that's been super like if you can give our audience the listeners who rick yeah rick baker, baker so yeah. legendary effects master he did you know gremlins 2 american werewolf in london um harry yeah. and henderson's harry and the henderson's the gray stoke a lot of uh, characters in, in the Black. cantina scene yeah the, yeah so, I mean, he's probably a huge reason that both of us are here. Um, it's just <laughs> yep. like listening to him talk about, you know, his career has just been like re-energizing for me the Wonderful. couple days. I ordered that book, by the way. Did you? Yeah, Ooh. that should be here today or tomorrow, actually, at Dreamhaven. Oh. <laughs> I know. We're back with Anthony and Ryan, and with us also um, helping me out is Kyle. Kyle's back. Uh, Kyle has his uh, film blog, Goat Film Reviews, if you check it out. Uh, Anthony and Ryan, uh, obviously this is your favorite month of the year, right? Oh, yeah. Do you like anticipate it like in August, or you just... <laughs> Way earlier than that, I think. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and how are you guys uh, celebrating it? How, what are you guys doing for October right now? Uh, well, I just got back. I was gone for six weeks on a project, and I just got back like last week. So yeah. I I feel like I'm still kind of reacclimating to uh, just being home, you know. So much less Halloween. Um, <clears throat> what, what, what do you can you share a little bit of what the project you were working on? Uh, yeah, it's a movie. Uh, um, it's well, it is the Wrong Turn reboot. I'm not sure if you're aware of that mm -hmm. franchise, yeah. um, but uh, I think there is now they're calling it the Foundation. Might be Wrong Turn colon the Foundation. I'm not sure what it's actually called, but point is, it's written by the same guy who wrote the first Wrong Turn. Okay, and it's an update, updated version of the movie. And so, yeah, that just wrapped um, a week ago Monday. Real quick, I, I don't know if you can speak much to it or not, but do you know if it's a reboot sequel or a reboot like a remake? Because there it's hasn't been a, a lot remake. of okay, so it is kind of like a it's a totally different like a take. new story in yep. the same kind of world. Yep. Okay, because that's something that I feel yep. like the news sources have not been able to clarify one way or the other. And I yep. think it's a it's really exciting as a fan of the original Wrong Turn and and really not a much lot of the sequels. In the first one. I yeah, mean, it's them just getting away from people. it's people that's that it, weren't you know? famous at the time that <laughs> right. are now famous dying horribly, but there's right. not many of them. So right, yeah, this is way infinitely much deeper than the first one that's really exciting yeah, so good for you so right where we what uh, department what, obviously where you're working in special effects and yep. makeup yeah okay nice nice yeah that's uh, pretty cool did you bring your whole suitcase with you oh uh, yeah box truck uh it was i drove i drove to ohio we shot in cincinnati so i had to um you know literally pack like half my studio uh just in mm -hmm. case you know because there's so much 
to do and uh, again just in case stuff you know like, oh by the way can we uh, you know I, they didn't do this but I'm just saying you never know with right, you directors or producers you know like can we do another severed head <laughs> yep uh, give me a 12 hours you know like yeah. or something they, that didn't happen but you know you never know so I had a lot of stuff down there were you just like uh, can I just show you Susurus real quick and see if we can work that in or <laughs> yeah basically just bring Susurus well you know I didn't think there was going to be an alien parasite worm in this movie but why not uh, that's great let's write it in anyway <laughs> <laughs> so I, I generally want to get out there because I think a lot of people know both of you and you guys work together a lot. So I, the general question is, how do you guys know each other? Just from the industry? Or just yeah, Cosmic alignment. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did we meet? I don't know. I don't know the, well, the first yeah, one was you? when I was still in film school. Um, I went for cinematography and the like big final, like our thesis or whatever you want to call it, film. Yeah. Uh, for year two was a horror piece of course and so yeah the director hired ryan to do a creature for it so i met him on that set for the first time i think we started hanging out oh yeah at some point that was the that. bald guy with the yeah 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 god was that seven eight years ago more nine maybe nine nine yeah. years yeah <laughs> all right and you guys Whoa. are still together right? <laughs> right. <laughs> still crazy Dude. after all these years <laughs> <laughs> So you guys, when you do projects together, is it a lot of pre-negotiating of how we want to do it or a lot of discussions or are you just like a ready, set, go, let's do it and figure it out later? Um, I mean, we've done we've done like a mixture of, I mean, there's been things that Ryan has wrote and directed and, you know, but uh, the majority of the things we've worked on together, we've also like crewed on things that aren't yeah. either of our projects at the same time. Um, but, but the things that we collaborate the most on I've directed and they're usually ideas that I have or that I've like read, you know, like short stories or something I bring to him and I'm like, do you think this would be cool? Should we do this? You know? And actually to bring it back to Rick Baker, that was something that, you know, thinking of our relationship made me really, really happy as to how we do things is he is so bitter about, he's a, he's, he's not like John Carpenter bitter. He's like, no, pretty no, he's, happy. <laughs> he's a really happy Nobody's guy. that bitter. No one's uh, that bitter. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, you know, he, he mentioned, you know, multiple times how, you know, nobody cares about the effects. You know, you're working on a movie called Gremlins and the Gremlins is the last thing on everybody's mind or, you know, um, or uh, what was it? Men in Black with Stephen Summers, how he was like, oh, this, the, the the end creature is like, you know, too buggy. Could it be more reptilian? And he's like, well, but it's a space bug. He's like, yeah, well, a space bug could be reptilian then. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna make it a little more buggy though. I think you're gonna want a more buggy. And then what he brought to set Summers and the producers were like, eh, it's not buggy enough. We're just going to do it CG later and make it more buggy. It's like, what? You know, wow. so what I love about our relationship wow. is like, I'm making horror movies. Like, what yeah. I, the, the number one thing that matters are the kills or the creatures or the monster or whatever. So, like, the first person that I want to talk to is Ryan to know, mm -hmm. first of all, to make sure he's excited about whatever we're doing, you know, so right, that he's yeah. invested and, in, you know, how do, how should we go about this? Because this matters more than anything else. And it's been amazingly luxurious, yes, to have that relationship where it's like, you know, and then if need be, you know, the open uh, talk about, well, I think we can do this, but it's got to be, I think we can, it has to be shot this way, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, great, you know, no problem. Or uh, um, what if we tried this instead, you know, or, you know, but yeah. So uh, it, it is kind of surprising, and you bring it up that a lot of people, even though we're going to do a horror movie, it's almost like the 
the last thing they're thinking about. Yeah. Which I think it should be in the up front. Yeah. Let's talk about that, <laughs> then everything else will come together, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it well, I had the privilege to be on set with you guys, but it's nice to see that even though you're doing a horror movie that you actually are paying attention to a lot of other things around that you have to, okay, we're going to get the whole, we're going to have a lot of fun with the gooey and messy stuff, mm-hmm. but let's make it, we're also doing a story here. Well, let's make this sure the story works out right as well. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I appreciate about Anthony is that it's not gore or effects for the sake of effects, unless it's like a horror a f- comedy, then it's kind of funny, you know, but mm-hmm. everything kind of is there for a reason. It's not like, I get a lot of that too, like, oh yeah, you know, like I just want to like blow the head off of this this guy, you know, like, well, what for? You know, it's gonna be gross, it'll be awesome, but it's not justified in the story in any way, shape, or form. I mean, sure, let's do it, you know, whatever. But like, I prefer the effects to, yeah, be driven by the story, and therefore they're more impactful and more, um, you know, powerful, very powerful, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's obvious from the work I've seen of you guys that you do really care about practical effects, which. I mean, I love it too. So uh, I get it. Um, but you know, like it's it makes sense that Rick Baker would feel the way that he does because if you see things like that thing prequel from 2011 oh, where they over CGI'd over the actual effects, and then you see the effects later on, and you're like, why, why, why would you do this? Like, why would you? I know. You know, let's take I a big smear of, of crap and just put it over. Like, why would you? And I that feel like movie of all you know, time should have been practical. I mean, yeah, it should yeah. have all. Been and especially practical. when you've. Man spent all the money I know <laughs> you've already done it sense. so mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's just obvious like where do you guys feel like the, the relationship between CGI and, and practical effects like how can they kind of work together in the best way um, I feel like we're getting back to a really good place right now and mm-hmm. I think largely well when I saw the turn was Force Awakens like mm-hmm. there seemed to be a big like outcry from fans and, and JJ himself like when they announced they were going to do that was like don't do the prequel thing where everything is CG again, you know? So there seemed to be a huge push to have practical makeups and creatures and animatronics on set for that movie. And that's, to, from my memory, like the start of kind of this new resurgence of practical effects where there is starting to be more of a middle ground again, you know? Like I think if they made another Thing movie right now, if that one hadn't happened, or if yeah. they did another one, I don't think they could get away with doing cg i think there'd be a huge backlash against mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. well i would encourage you guys to check out too you know you're talking about force awakens if you look at some of the behind the scenes videos for the mandalorian mm-hmm. which is coming soon they actually did like the original like shooting miniatures flying through like space with yeah. the camera movements yeah. like that it's just phenomenal oh, so i think amazing. yeah we're kind of entering yeah. a line right now where like practical effects gets to be kind of where right. where it should be mm-hmm. i think cg has proven itself to be very valuable um and awesome but it's kind of gone and pretty far as far as i think it could go right now okay. and and so many people grew up in our age bracket or whatever and practical effects from the 80s and early 90s and stuff that i think it's so charming there's something intangibly charming about that you know on set the realism the reaction to stuff and anyway um where i feel like it's going now is that you know there's limitations for both when you can meld them together, I think that's really the key. A lot of compositing yeah. is great. I think that's like, for example, we just did this movie um, uh, where the characters have their faces uh, blown off. And, you know, I made the understructure that then the CG guy will composite over their actual actor's head. So it's going to be a nice practical and CG. A little bit know, of both, both, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So one can't do it fully and the other can't really do it fully, but together I think we can make some weird shit. Yeah. So, it's all about marriage. Much, yeah. <laughs> it's all about marriage. I feel yeah. like Jurassic Park is kind of the gold standard of that, mm-hmm. you know, Holy where crap. it's like, yeah. yeah, it's only CG when it absolutely needs to be, when they couldn't have done it practically, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, 
I mean, like it, it cuts so well, even with the CG a little dated now, it still holds up it really, still really well. It still looks amazing. It looks better than the other sequels. Oh, Starship mm-hmm. Troopers, yeah. yeah. But when it cuts from like that T-Rex, you know, walking up to the car to all of a sudden an animatronic yeah. on-set T-Rex head like pushing through the like yeah. top window, <laughs> still works. like that is ho- so horrifying in a way that it never would be if that was a CG, mm-hmm. you know, head. When I think that's that's maybe like the cardinal difference between the two is that you get a film like Jurassic Park where they uh, Spielberg actually pushed pushed back and got the release date changed mm-hmm. so that he could finish the effects. Whereas nowadays that turnaround is so quick on some of these feature oh, yeah. films that you don't get it the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, how long do you would you say, Ryan? It takes you to kind of come up with an effect. I, I know you mentioned like I can get it to you in twelve hours, but like That's what's your like you know? Uh, it would take much. Um, <laughs> it's a total joke. Yeah, uh, time and money are always the uh, the things beating on you, you know, mm-hmm. like and crushing you. Um, so as much time as possible. Uh, you know, I mean, it depends on what it is. But like the one thing for Susurus when we did that was our luxury there was that. Um, we shot that movie over the course of what, like, I don't know, nine months. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there was time to do all, that's a very FX heavy movie and yeah, there yes. was time <laughs> to do it. If we shot that movie like sequentially in three or four days, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. You know, I would have had to have like three or four full time crew members, you know, and like, um, I just don't think it could have been done. Yeah, yeah. we had so, to spread that out. Yeah, so time alone was uh, great on that one because then it's like, okay, what, the, what are the gags that we're doing for the next little round here? And then say, like, okay, and then I can really think about it, focus, work on it. And, um, yeah, but when you got like a big chunk movie, you know, like all at once, it's, it's man, as much time as possible. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, there's more ideas, yeah. you know, that might come up from figuring it out, uh, more detail. I mean, I'm very, I love the detail stuff and, um, is you your know. is your trunk just full of fake severed heads in case someone asks for another one? Or <laughs> mm, <my studio. laughs> you, you, uh, you kind of do that where you're like, let's yeah, prep yeah, as many of these yeah, as we yeah. can because I get asked for it yeah. a lot. All right, all right, body parts all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll ask. Um, I'll just start with Ryan. Was it something that you knew you're going to eventually go to it, or is it something that you just kind of? kind of bled into is it something that you always want to do it even as a kid oh yeah when i was a kid uh you know it's just how do they do that it was the magic of what am i watching you know the thing really blew my mind that's my probably all-time favorite the first one (laughs) john carpenter's one but um you know the fly and just being like oh wow and i gotta figure out how they did this and so just experimenting and playing around and I was getting pretty good at it by the end of high school and early college, and then uh, yeah, Jurassic Park and stuff came out, and I was like, well, maybe I have completely <laughs> ruined my life. <laughs> what else should I do here now? You know, like uh, I don't know how to do anything else. You know, so then I went to college. I, went, I eventually went to film school, and mm-hmm. that was cool. So um, I got my degree um, there, and then worked in film. But always did special effects on the side, and then nice. it wasn't really until it's very coincidental that you and I met, and I started doing things instead of for my own movies doing for other people movie other people's films yeah and it just really escalated like i did not foresee this happening but i mean it's great i love it i, right, I yeah. absolutely love it i'm like oh my gosh my 10 year old self is high-fiving me now you know like it's <laughs> you well know. i had an opportunity to, to visit your studio and it's just it's fascinating i mean you don't have to touch anything because you got a whole it's almost like Candyland for you guys because you have so many objects that you can play with so many options to do let's try this out and we'll try this out so it has to be for you guys coming in you get to play almost absolutely yeah it's great 
<laughs> Anything we're playing without sports is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan sounds like he's in shock still a little bit. Like I get to do this. I, I know. To be a part I love it. I, yeah. said, I can't believe I was having the time of my life on that movie. I'm like, I'm getting. This is great. You know, like I'll get you another severed head, of course. I know. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, you want a bent finger? Gosh, sure. Bro. Let's do that. Bro. You know, like uh, yeah, it was uh, just to be clever on the spot. Yeah. You know, creative. Um, yeah, it was a great, great experience. Do you? Always practice, even if you're on set. Practice, um, um, like makeup and um, workout stuff. Not really. Again, time is always the killer uh, um, for everything. Uh, so I had a lot of. Well, there were a lot of gags in this movie. I don't want to say anything, but like, sure. um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you look at the date of the production schedule and like, okay. I got to prioritize these and because you can't do it all. And I did as much as I could at the studio here and then I got to do it there. And then you prioritize the gags and then just kind of work at nights in the hotel room, maybe um, uh, just to get them done next, 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 next. You know, by by the end of the last week or whatever, I was pretty much done. There's only like one or two more things to do. And I was just like, okay, it's almost like a vacation now. It's like, (laughs) wow, I just got to paint a hand. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Can do. So uh, you guys work together. Have you ever go see a movie together? Oh, we're gonna go see yeah. a movie tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah Hellraiser was playing at the Parkway. Oh, yeah. have you ever seen it in theater? I don't think I have seen Hellraiser in the theater. I have not. No. Oh. oh, Hellraiser. Well, the Hellbound was that was hard to digest when you're a teenager sneaking in to watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, when I was eleven or twelve and eighty-eight, that was the barometer in the playground. I, I don't mind scary movies. Go see Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> I can watch yeah. anything. Go see Hellraiser. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then you're like, yeah. well, you know, then you're like, I, I've seen it. All right. I'll go home to your house and let's go watch it. And then yeah. it was always the fulcrum, the bar- the barometer for kids in the playground at the time. I can start. I can dance. I can stay in scary movies. Well, go see Hellraiser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that movie. Yeah. It's oh man. We only had one TV and VCR in my house at the time. Yeah. So Saturday afternoon, you know, I'm watching Hellraiser. I come from a very strict religious family. Yes. I'm telling them that like, you know, I'm just gonna watch a movie, so I'll be in here alone. You guys don't have to come in here. <laughs> you know, like uh and then of course they walk in right at the Jesus whoop, yeah. you know, in the head. And I'm like, Oh you know, you. and they're like, You are not bringing this movie into this house again. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But that did mess me up. That was a I know I saw it young, but I yeah, I wish I could remember what I thought of it back then because it's like it's, it's insanely adult you know I think yeah. there's enough like scary images to keep you going even if you're a kid and it's all going over your head but I mean you're not digesting that movie the way you're supposed to mm-hmm. <laughs> like it like oh kids 12. would when I worked the video store kids would run and like dare each other look at the back of the box yeah mm-hmm. I oh, love it. <laughs> yeah so that's one of the few movies that still gives me a weird feeling watching it and I can't quite describe it but it's oh, not yeah. like just I don't know something yeah. Your digestive system feels like it's upside down. Yeah. Right? I think the, yeah, the yeah. first and second film, they kind of just, and I think it's because they're just so unique in just yeah. about every facet where you watch it and you're like, I haven't seen anything like this before. And if you right. spent time away from it coming back, because I think I hadn't watched it for like six, seven years. And I just recently watched it because I finished the the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, wow, this is something like, I, I was blown away again. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, what, a benefit from that movie is the music. It gives it like a certain weight to it. Like oh, there's yeah. severe, like even the music, like there's severe consequences about to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Oh, I was just listening to that score today, getting myself amped up. It's so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, it's 
I like the special effects of, of the, all the makeup and the costuming, but they did it nice with the fog machines mm-hmm. and the winds and everything. It gives a provided atmosphere mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people don't know where that you also have to provide atmosphere as well as you, the mechanics of everything. So, yeah. Yeah. And if it's not shot right, that's the whole point anyway. You know, it's mm-hmm. so yeah. that's another thing that's very. He, Anthony working with Anthony is very understanding of effects. A lot of people maybe don't get it, you know, or as well. But it's awesome to be able to like, okay, what are you going to shoot it on? What's your framing? What's the lighting? You know, that also helps inform me as to how I can pull something off. Um, you know, and is there yeah. going to be fog? You know, oh, there is. Okay, cool. Well, maybe I should paint it a little more dramatic or something mm-hmm. that I normally wouldn't because it's got to pop in the, you know, stuff like that. You know, so yeah. it's nice to. Um, it's um, another reason it can't be an afterthought because it's like it's, you know yeah. you can't. Very rarely can you make an effect or a makeup that just looks great in any lighting in any scenario against any yeah. colors. Right. You know, like it's you usually got to shoot it from one certain angle to get the gag or whatever. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember a long time ago, Doug Bradley talking about he he put the whole outfit out for a test shot, and he goes, "Well, I came out, nobody was laughing, so I knew something was right." <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the test, that right? Funny. If you're not laughing when you wear it, you're like, Ugh, yeah. "Yeah, that that's a good thing." Especially when you're in broad light to see you, that's actually a benefit. Yeah, but it's oh, yeah. really creative creatures. Mm-hmm. I think they had a lot of fun making those. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you were saying, it's just insanely unique. There's nothing else like it, you know? There's been, like, copycats since, but before yeah. that, there was nothing like that. Most of the know? copycats still carry the Hellraiser title. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just became, like, a slasher series, which mm-hmm. is just, like, not doing it justice because it's so deep, you know? It's like, I think that's why you get a weird, unexplainable feeling from those first two is they're, like... They're not just horror movies that are trying to scare you. They're trying to, like, shake you at your core, you know? And mm-hmm. It's hellish. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, Ryan, do you have a specific, like, favorite effect that you were able to do for one of Anthony's works? Mm. Hmm. And I'll put you on the spot, I am. <laughs> uh, do you? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking probably just Susurus in general. I mean, just yeah. the. I mean, that was pretty fun to see him come out. You know, like the worm coming out of the yeah. stomach and yeah. the puppeteering, and then you know they had a little cable controls and stuff. That was that was pretty fun. That's probably it. That's for probably me. it's yeah. it's a very unique effect. It's a yeah. very unique sequence in a very unique film. I actually I would I would liken that one similarly to like Hellraiser in a different way because it just. I hadn't, I hadn't seen anything really like that. Um, <laughs> you said it was you said it was based yeah, on a yeah. short story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what brought you to the story? Um, I was going to be on a long plane ride and I didn't have any <laughs> books that I was reading at the time. So I just Googled like, you know, top 10 best like horror books or whatever, mm. of, like, you know, that have come out in the last year or whatever. And one of them was this collection, We Live Inside You by Jeremy Robert Johnson. So, mm. and the artwork was done by Alex Party, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, so I picked it up. And I, I read the whole book and I read like Susser's like maybe the second story and I like read it twice in a row before I moved on to the next story. And then I read it like three more times on the way home. I was like, this is insane. Um, so yeah, just ended up reaching out and messaging him and, you know, asking if we could adapt it. And he was, he was all about it. Was it like a story that on the second read through you were like, how would I film this? Or is it, or is it something where you just read it for enjoyment and then like weeks later it kind of just hits you? Oh, I think I pretty much am like 
adapting every story I read it. Okay. Like while while I read any yeah. book, any story, I'm yeah. contemplating how this would be a movie, you know, mm. even if that's not the intention, that's just how I think. Yeah. I notice that same way too though. Like when I read something that I really like, that I yeah. really respect and enjoy, I'm kind of like thinking like, well if I were to make this into a movie, yeah. how would I go? I just had the experience actually with a novella by Stephen King, The Library Policeman, which is like like it doesn't have any real horror until like the last 20 pages but mm. gosh I would love to see a movie where that real horror comes into play um, do you kind of have that same thing where like you you either like read a story or you sure. you know see something on film where you're like I'd like to do that differently or like it inspires you to try something or um, yeah I mean mostly again I feel like it when I read a script it's uh, you know it's then there's some sort of description in it, you know, mm -hmm. I guess, right. of the effect, but yeah. usually it's very kind of either completely unrealistic, you know, like the the kangaroo monster jumps off the car into the uh, moving speedboat, and I'm like, that can't be done, you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, whatever. I describe I mean, kangaroo you know, jet well, too. Just, so. Well, maybe CG, but right. like, um, but stuff like that, you know. So, you know, yeah, I. Um, just kind of have to break it down in my head too and think of how but i'm like that would be cool though you know what i mean yeah. if i see an effect I'm like i don't know how that's gonna be done well, we can do it but it would be cool so i think mm. we can try to figure it out but mm -hmm. um but yeah what anthony was saying uh, back to uh Sussurus, I and mean, he showed me the script i guess it was a story you showed me the story i read the story yeah. first mm. and i remember thinking this what you know like what is he thinking this i don't i don't see this as a cinematic <laughs> movie really you know i'm like okay you know huh and uh but you were so passionate about it i'm like okay oh well, it could be i guess you know but i'm curious here is how, how are we gonna do this again and that movie th i mean that really evolved you know what i mean that changed a lot from the first time you know the yeah. script that we did to the okay. nine months i mean it <laughs> And that was another fun thing. Sorry, I'm tangentially going all over the place. No, but that was fun. another yeah, fun yeah. thing about um, working on that. It was seeing it evolve uh, yeah. based on our limitations or, you know, our rough edits. You know, like, oh, you know, this or your whatever, Josh, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we need something here, you know, and then we have time to do it, you know, and mm -hmm. improve the movie. And it, it was very flexible. I and mean, you were very adaptive to, you know, yeah. making it better with the time and the uh Well, I was really surprised had. after we finished like going back and reading the short story how much i changed without even mm. like realizing i had done it you know like the whole like the theater scene is there like that whole ending but there's no um there's no like main worm like with a face that is susurrus that he has a moment with or anything like that it's just kind of like tons of tentacles going everywhere and like just carnage and <laughs> it's almost yeah. you know it's still very interesting in in a different way, but it's kind of like a faceless thing that's talking to him, which, I don't know, I kind of go back and forth, like, damn, did I mess up? Maybe that would have been cooler. But I, at the time, I, I thought he kind of needed a, a, like yeah. a singular thing to have a moment with, to like visually get across this relationship that he has with it, you know? That's something that we, you know, that he could get across in, in the story writing it, but you know, we had to do visually. It's like the limo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we got to take a little break, and we'll be back more with Anthony and Ryan. Romance novelist M.T. Thomas, the author of the book I'll Rescue You, has come out with her latest book, Does Your Soul Remember Mine? Does Your Soul Remember Mine is about Elsie. After her husband's death couldn't bear to live any longer, the decision to kill herself was easier than she expected. But what she didn't expect 
but that she would not end up in heaven. With the help of her guardian angel, Constantine, she makes her escape, spend the next 200 years on earth while demons chase her down. The life she struggles to maintain throws her another curveball when she meets the reincarnation of her deceased husband, Anthony. Does he remember her? He doesn't know that she's dead. He only sees her as human. Do the suppressed memories of his past life recognize the embodied ghost that she is? Now, she must choose between the guardian angel by her side, who she's been falling in love for over the 200 years, or the old flame that she died for. Does your soul remember mine? Winner of third place out of Romance Stories in Fic Fun Award. Out of 750 submissions, read Does Your Soul Remember Mine? From romance novelist M.T. Thomas. Order your copy on Amazon today. Hi, I'm Nick from the St. Paul Filmcast. The Minneapolis St. Paul Film Society is announcing the complete lineup and special guest list for the 7th Annual Cine Latino Film Festival. It's being held November 1st through the 7th at the St. Anthony Main Theater. Seeing the Latino features a tapestry of award-winning narrative and documentary films from across the globe, from some of the world's most acclaimed and upcoming Spanish and Portuguese language filmmakers. On opening night, you can see movies from Spain, Colombia, and Mexico with special guest Ruth Bach Banani. On closing night, you get to see the film Children of Maria from director Wayne Moreau, who's yet to be able to release the film in his home country of Brazil. Please visit mspfilm.org to order your tickets and look up for the complete lineup. So come on down to Sina Latino Film Festival. Order your tickets today. He's the critic. He's the comic. And that's the gimmick. It's the Dare Daniel Podcast, where film critic Daniel Barnes and comedian Cork McDonald do your dirty work by watching the worst movies imaginable. Know of a movie so bad you have to share it? A film with a bad rap you've always been curious about? An underrated bit of cinema you'd love to hear discussed? Or are you a great big fat person? Whatever the case, we happily accept your most sadistic or altruistic dares. Every Tuesday we release a full-length episode of Cinematic Stunt Work. And every Thursday an action-packed mini-episode featuring previews, general movie discussion, and your movie dares. Plus beer. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Our website daredanu.com and anywhere fine podcasts are burnished and proffered. And make sure to check out our sister pod, Serious Talk Seriously and Graphic Novel Explorers Club, for more quality Sacramento podcasts. Okay, we're back with Ryan Anthony. Do you seek out other mediums that have horror related? Because we were surrounded by comic books, and there's a bunch of horror comic books. I mean, but you kind of you talk about reading books. Do you intentionally seek them out too, as well? I do. I definitely do. I think um, actually finding Susurus was kind of 
like a wake-up call to me it's like man there's like way cooler and unique and like more interesting and original stories being told in short story and novel form than there is yeah. in film right now um so i've like i've, I've read more in the past couple of years than i did in like my whole life <laughs> just because it's so much more inspiring um there's a whole movement in like portland and not just in portland there's actually a couple of bizarro writers here too emma johnson being one um, but Portland's kind of the hub for this bizarro phenomenon or just the craziest yeah. out there stories which Susurus is part of and the last thing we did, Face Explodes, is part of that. Um, yeah. So it's just, yeah, like reading is a good medium to to go find things that aren't, that, that people aren't trying to achieve in film and, you know, or maybe there's just not enough budget to achieve them properly. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm kind of asking a little bit this. Have you been kind of aware that actually a lot more girls like horror movies than guys do? Can you kind of notice yeah, that Yeah, where too? were they in the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> oh, God. But I've like frequent Crypticon, and mm -hmm. I have to say it's, and Kyle's been there too, I think it's more like 60-40, 60-40 of girls sure. that love it. And I don't know if that's, I think it's, Maybe because they're so used to blood <laughs> more than boys are. It's not a bad point. <laughs> yeah. could, but, that could play into it. And the final girl thing, you know, it's like yeah. maybe like horror for a very long time has been a good place to go if you want to see a strong, empowered woman, you know, yeah. female character. So that maybe that made some women gravitate towards horror. I don't know. <laughs> But it is. I don't think it's like a male dominant thing. That's my oh, emphasis. Yeah. Is like there are girls who, and I know a friend who only watches horror movies. It's like huge little subculture of girls that just absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we can talk about it, because you made um, Face Explodes this summer, mm -hmm. and it's something that you guys been on your radar for a little over a year. Is that right? Well, um, was that long? Uh, not quite. It was actually a pretty quick turnaround. I read that story and. Uh, March, okay, of 2019, and now we're in post on it. So, what is the actual movie title going to be then? Oh, I don't know if I can say it on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we meet for ice cream, your whole you can do it. Fucking <laughs> face explodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I think the title works because right when the title is, he caught you like yeah. what? And it's a night. I think you guys have because I was on set and worked on, and I got to see you guys are playing on a hard contrast of something very terrifying but something very wholesome mm -hmm. and it looks very I like ice cream right. how can you make that scary yeah. right. that's again another reason I like working you know collaborating with Anthony is uh, it, we both have the sense of wanting to see or do something we haven't been done before you know um, whether that be an effect you know I want to see something from a movie you know I want to be Ooh, that was fun or cool. Something yeah. new and exciting, inventive, and this is like hilarious. I'm like, oh man, it's like such a sweet little movie, but it's like <laughs> it's kind brutal. Of. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the imagery is so. I love the contrast of the brutality of the imagery and the uh, sweetness of the story. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. It's gonna. I don't think anybody's gonna when they finally see it. They see nothing. And I'm, but oh, I said, right. I don't think I'm gonna see anything like this before. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I think like Tim Burton was kind of the closest reference we could give people of like you know being like cute or wholesome or like yeah. you know suburban, you know gothic whatever. Um, but then still having like these horror images. But yeah, I don't think he's ever done anything quite this gory <laughs> in that setting. 
No, it's very much like Edward Scissorhands, where everything's pastel and wholesome, nice, and they're all nice. And then Edward comes down the street and like, where'd you come from? The yeah. castle. What castle? Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> they never turn their heads to look like, up. Oh, oh, yeah. They're so absorbed in their own little world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you guys um, look at other people's movies Did you get uh, before you did it, or you already had the, I don't say the art direction for the movie already set in mind? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, there there wasn't any horror movies to look to for inspiration, which was kind of great, you know, yeah. that made me feel like, okay, we're doing something interesting here. Um, it was more so like 1950s, like Americana stuff, like mm. yeah. Leave it to Beaver and like Pleasantville. I was just gonna say Pleasantville. Like that was kind of our, our tone that we were going for, you know, yeah. it's like, what if, you know, Leave it to Beaver went to go get ice cream with some girl he liked and then her face exploded. <laughs> I guess that's... <laughs> The, the closest. Oops. Oops. I don't think they ever filmed that episode. Actually, I don't think that one ever got made. No, <laughs> no, no, no. The lost, oh, yeah, the lost. <laughs> leave it to Beaver episodes. Yeah. At the writers' table, and just, I got an idea. Just hear me out. <laughs> what if? But I, it plays on a little bit of I would say any wholesome family and their teenager. I'm going to go on a date. What are you going to go see? Scream Part Three, mm-hmm. and they're fine with that. And it's something about that of teenagers. And they're getting attracted to the other, but there's something horrific about it too. Yeah. It's a new territory, and then something dangerous. And right, I think it's a wonderful play of metaphors of what kids go through every day. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, uh, what we are um, in post production with it now, mm-hmm. and um, what are we looking for with it going like uh, schedule wise? Um, I mean, we're we're hoping to if it you know turns out to be good and festivals want it <laughs> then you know we, then we yeah. hope to be submitting to festivals you know in the spring okay um so yeah we're we're pretty close to having a, a like a locked cut of it and then there's going to be a whole lot of you know post-production Pausing sound you know sound, sound design color. score color uh, a lot of cg um so yeah but yeah it's been very surprising to see how I mean, I knew we were making something d- different from what we usually do, but like watching the rough cut, I was like, oh man, there's like not a lot of blood in this or anything scary. It's all so well lit, you know? But I th- I <laughs> yeah, think that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> that scared that's me. Scary. That, that's what scared me. Like, wait, yeah, we're doing a makeup and close up with <laughs> yeah. full sunlight? Oh man, that's terrifying. That's yeah. like, that's a horror movie. He's itself. like, let me throw it yeah. to you this. Um, we do the same thing, but at night. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, can we have some fog? Backlight? Um, so yeah, probably in the spring, though, people can probably look for it and find find it if they wanted the film festivals and all this stuff. And we'll definitely yeah. make an announcement where you can find it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I think at the earliest, uh, you know, we might do a, a festival in the spring or summer and, you know, but the big season is like September, you know, October. And that's when hopefully. Especially for like horror film festivals. Right. Exclusively, mm-hmm. this is around the time where they do it. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be ideal. Hopefully next September, October, we're not so busy and we're just able to travel with it. Yeah. If anyone wants it, if maybe it, it sucks. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think so. People have already been asking for it. I mean, right. at festivals. Yeah. I'm like, asking oh, for it. You know, like, Which I mean, is so scary. I've never had, yeah. never had. I was excited based on like, his pictures of yeah. just being like there. I was like, oh, I got to see this. Why am I not there right now? Yeah. Well, the, I mean, with the last couple of ones, we kind of blindsided people, you know. I mean, we didn't know that we were making anything great. You know, we're just making stuff that we want to see or that we think that would be fun. That is key. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, we're not trying to please anybody um and we're not trying to please anybody with this one either obviously no one was asking for this but 
uh, it's the first time we've like promoted so early and there's been such a huge like response to it where I'm like, oh man, we really got to deliver now. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but I don't think there's a problem. I, I don't at all. I, I think this is a great follow up. Hmm? I mean, just the title alone is. <laughs> yeah, that title's a through, sales tactic right there. If I were to do like a film fest, you know, thing, I'd be like, what? You know, I'd make a mental note of that one. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, I. Yeah. Uh, if I can bring up who shot the film. Uh, ben Enke. And so how, how did Ben how did Ben come along? Um well this, this is actually the first time I've ever not shot um one of our our projects. Yeah, I, I, you usually um, do. Right. Yeah, I usually DP them also, which I really enjoy doing, but I always like when I watch the the finished product, I'm either really pissed off about how it looks or I'm really pissed off about something I miss like directing wise because I'm always, you know, I'm only focusing on one or the other at any given moment. So with this one there's this one was just such a bigger scale than we've ever done before that I was like, I can't shoot this one. I gotta have someone I can trust behind the camera so I can focus on the actors and the makeup and the wardrobe. And yeah. Um, so yeah, Ben is someone who I've been following for a long time because um, I love his work. I mean, he's his, really good. His work looks like what I always try to get my stuff to look like <laughs> and like <laughs> fall a little short. So I had no problem, you know, handing the camera over to him and he did an incredible job. And he's so quiet. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe you get two words out of him all the entire day, right? Or I know. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, maybe this guy hates me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I just want to bring it up because we had a, a previous guest was gaffing, uh, Billy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he was on there, um, which was kind of funny because you guys were on set for um, shooting the school scene. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of navigating, navigating you know, traffic, make sure everyone, can, can you go, go around? And then we in between takes, Billy came up and he goes, "You know, Jack lives in that apartment right over there. Jack Baronek, who did Max Bishop. So, oh, <laughs> he lives in the apartment right across the street from the school that you guys shot at. Oh, yeah, funny. So he was just he wasn't home. But if he, I go, well, if he's home, we well, he can come. Yeah, but he wasn't there at the time. But it was just kind of funny that it was mentioned that this that you guys shot at a school that um, the director of Max Bishop, Jack's apartment that he lives in, was right across the street. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and Billy shot that one, right? Yeah, he yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. So I, how did you guys pick out locations? Did you guys scout them or um, just get right on your the, phone or what? The Galaxy Drive-In is somewhere that I've wanted to use forever. Just driving by it is just such a cool location. It's also a total nightmare of a location because it's right on like an interstate. Yeah. Yeah. So Sound issues. Yeah, sound. Um, Owen did a really, really good job with capturing the sound. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to be okay, but it's not an ideal location, but it's so beautiful it was worth it. It's also like the only two scenes where there's like a lot of dialogue. <laughs> like yeah. the, It's almost yeah. a silent film beyond that. So, um, And then the school, um, Brianna, our producer, found, um, and that worked out perfect because we had like a really strict color palette for this thing. Oh, yeah, it does because it's all that, it's that brick and it just fits perfectly to the whole art yeah. that you guys are going for. So I think she was on a, on a different shoot at that school and she was sending me pictures while she was on it. I was like, oh my God, figure out who the location <laughs> contact is. And, um, and then our other location was a bus, a school bus. So just shot a, And that was parked out in front of IPR. IPR, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, Which, yeah. yeah. So you get to nice locations. Uh, let's talk about who is the lead, if you can remember. Mm-hmm. Arlene? Arden, Arden, uh, yeah, Arden and uh, Logan, um, yeah, they were both incredible. Uh, you know, that was an interesting casting 
situ- or audition situation because it was right. like such a. I think we put like a call out for anyone from twelve to twenty or something like that. Because I mean, there's a twenty-five-year-old yeah, right? woman that came in that could have passed for. A you know, fourteen year old, a fourteen year old. You know, so. But then there was like, yeah, eight year olds or something too. They were young. You know, yeah, it was so bizarre. To, like any one of these people would have made the movie totally different. You mm-hmm. know, like. And the yeah, the <clears throat> talent of like young actors in this town is insane. Like, yeah. I think that's why. You know, they say like working with kids is a nightmare, but we keep writing kids into our stuff. Animals are probably because they're so great. Um, uh, but yeah, so it was it was interesting because it was you know a, a lot of great actors from twelve to eighteen, but it was like well, but we can't put an eighteen year old with a twelve year old, and like so it was like okay, here's our list of like actors that were great. Now which ones line up like look wise and yeah. age wise, um, and those were our, our two favorites of everyone that came in, and it just so happens that they were. You know, they look the same age, and they're 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 really close to the same age. So, and they're not claustrophobic or allergic to uh, any kind of makeup. Was that which the next? Was, are those <laughs> the questions that you come in with? Exactly. That you're like, I gotta tell you, makeup here. Allergic to anything that you're you aware just, of? Uh huh. Have you ever had any face cast? Claustrophobic? Yeah. yeah. If you have an allergic issues, reaction, um, is that a problem? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is gonna be makeup intensive. Do you know what that means? You know, it's uh, the fear of God into everyone that comes in to the audition. It's just like yeah. I don't know if you mean to, but you like totally over exaggerate how bad it's gonna be. But that's probably a good thing because if they right. Away from yeah. it being right. really well, bad. that wasn't so like, bad. Yeah. You know, I if think he underplays it, it could be a whole lot worse. <laughs> right, exactly. you know? But yeah. they were fantastic. I mean, you know, do a full head and shoulder cast on them, and yeah, had, you have to, um, you have to like taper to the chair, completely, exactly <laughs> for like an hour. You know, I mean, they were both fantastic mm-hmm. and uh, no problems whatsoever. And then um, Arden had to go through two for three days straight, two full makeup uh, applications. Per day, so she was. And I was on set. She was such a sweet kid. And I was just oh, came yeah. up to her. I go, "Can I have your picture?" He goes, "Where?" Are, she goes, "I'm over in contacts. Where are you?" <laughs> I'm right here. Okay. So it's not. A even, it's a lot of you know, wonderful for that because she has to do all the makeup and wear it outside. And not only that, she has to know her nine lines and marks and everything and just yeah. be an absolute treasure. She had to be wonderful to work with. Oh, she was oh, incredible. Yeah. We're trying to, yeah, find more stories to fit her in right now. Because <laughs> it's like yeah. she, you know, if she plays her cards right, she probably won't be in this town very long. She'll move on to a bigger market because she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about Logan a little bit. Because uh, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't really have a lot of dominant scenes in it but he plays a crucial part of the whole thing oh yeah yeah Yeah. he's he's the heart of it you know he's your you know you're feeling everything through him the story is from his perspective so you know it's about arden who is this super weird girl who has this condition where her face explodes but (laughs) but it's you know it's logan who you you know are connected to yeah yeah uh let's talk about costuming because you guys are very particular especially you had to with this film so Mm -hmm. who, who worked with costuming on this um, Amanda, I'm gonna totally butcher her last name. <laughs> Schwings Rock? I don't know. Yeah, but Amanda. I, yeah, yeah. Amanda. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, she was unbelievable. I mean, we got we got so lucky that she was willing to come on to this because, like I said, we had a, like a really strict uh, color palette. Um, you know, the thing we we wanted to feel like a cartoon. Um, it does feel. It does. And then yeah. when the blood hits, you know, because it's so rare, we wanted that to have like a huge. Uh, impact so like the whole thing is void of red like red was the like the one color we're like absolutely not red cannot show up in this except for blood 
Um, and I just found out about the same uh, with Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movies. I yeah. never noticed this, but there's no red in the movie except, except for Spider-Man's suit. Hmm. Anyway, I've got to watch like it again. The, the new one, like Far From Home. Tom Far From Home? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Now i got to watch all those things. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, like, I just found that out from the special features. But yeah. anyway, yeah. I love that we did. Yes. Yeah, good did reason that. to rewatch those. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like we needed an excuse. But anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, she did an unbelievable, you know, so I just gave her, I gave her the color, color palette, which she yeah. weighed in on, you know, how about we kind of, you know, open the color palette to fit these into, and then, um, and then the 1950s aesthetic, and she came back yeah. with what she came back with and killed it. And with, with the amount of extras we had, too, I cannot believe what she pulled off, you know, costuming all of them in the color palette and, you know, the right aesthetic. Yeah, it was like pastel yellow, blue, and pinkish pink yeah pretty much and yeah. like whoa this feels wild you know what i mean that does yeah. feel like weird looking at all the uh, extras and like this is working <laughs> <laughs> i think it goes a long way to, you know when you're watching the final product i think it'll go a long way to make you buy into what's happening in this story you know if yeah. we just kind of threw like wardrobe and color to the wind and we're just like oh we're just gonna shoot here it's brown and there's blacks and reds everywhere or whatever and it just feels like no. it takes yeah. place in our world and then this girl's face explodes i don't think you'd buy it the same way as you know yeah. so uh, to go back um with special effects and everything um is there certain movies that are not horror that you like special effects? I mean, it's in everything. What? Is there certain movies that are not even horror movies that you like special effects a part of? Is it like sure. a sci-fi movies or something like that? Well, you, oh, yeah. for example, you just mentioned Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, that's... It's like that's comedy. Shoddy, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's shockingly... I mean, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Um, the All the Dark Sons. Crystal. I mean, yeah. Oh, my uh, God. That blew my mind. Uh, Labyrinth, you know. I mean... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, is it something I that and I always ask people that they're, you know, like a director, is the directing first comes at you. When you guys are working in special effects, is it the first thing that comes at you, know, the first thing that you notice when you're watching a movie? Is it the first thing that comes out at front? Or um, It's getting harder and harder to watch movies these days, isn't it? To be sucked into the story, for me anyway. I don't know if it's bad. <laughs> I actually feel like I'm, like, pretty, I haven't been, I haven't lost that, um, that effect that movies can have on you when they're yeah. working on every level, you know? Like, I get lost in movies. I try to watch movies with that intention of, like, dissecting it, and I end up, you know, I'm like, shit, the movie's over. I was <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But, yeah, sci-fi. I mean, I can't wait for uh, for the new Star Wars and Avatar mm. come at me. <laughs> well, there's no practical effects in that, but, yeah, I love sci-fi. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I have to say, uh, Ryan, Anthony, this was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, this is great. You yes. talked about movies and uh, special effects. And uh, um, before we go, if they, you want to mention, I'll put the link down. But where can some people find some of your movies at? Is oh, there like a, um, like an like uh, I think we mentioned on before? Alter is one of them that you Alter, have. yeah, Alter. Um, exclusively has the bloody ballad of squirt reynolds right now yeah which um, so watch it only, <laughs> so that's the only place you can see that right now if you look up ultra on facebook or youtube or whatever it'll pop up um and then shock treatment productions on vimeo you can find some of our older stuff um okay. that hasn't hasn't made it out into the world anywhere else can you watch your older stuff? Can you still watch your own older stuff? And can I watch? Yeah, it? Can you watch? I, yeah. I mean, like the further we were talking about this the other day, the further removed you get from it, the more you can kind of enjoy it and start forgetting. Because otherwise, it's kind of like watching home movies. 
Yeah, you, know, you got to remember where you were when they were shooting that scene or what you yeah. were feeling. You know, it's like it's hard to distance yourself from the overall right. effect you're trying to create. But yeah, I just mm-hmm. watched Sussex again for the first time in like a year and a half or something with a friend who had never seen it, and watching him kind of watch it was like. Oh wow! Okay, this is a weird movie. You know, like I just I see everything wrong. You know, like oh, I wish I had changed this, or I wish I, ah, oh, I still wasn't yeah. happy with that part. Or you know, but this time yeah. watching it, I was like, oh man. I feel like I get three it. years. I can see why people are like, right now. Three years is kind of the sweet spot where if you like wait three years and <laughs> yeah, I feel like look forward it for to while, watching your next movie. Yeah, <laughs> then it's like, oh man, cool. That shot's cool. I don't remember doing that, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Excarnet too. That's right. You were seeing that. Yeah. I suppose you kind of forget your other options after like three years. You're like, I, I, what was it I was going to do with that? I don't remember. I'm enjoying it. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah no, uh, Ryan directed one called Excarnet that I shot, um, and I haven't watched that in a long time, and we're hopefully going to release that very soon okay. online. What's it, it called again? Excarnate. Okay. Um, and it, you know, it, it played a few festivals, and we, it's just kind of been in post production nightmare getting it, you know, the way that we want it. But it's really close now, so we want to put it online. But we just rewatched that, and uh, I'm like, man, this is like maybe my favorite thing that I've shot. Like, it's, <laughs> it's really cool shots. In Who shot this movie? That. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a genius. Right. doing that. Did I do that? <laughs> I think when you get to that point, like, did I do that? Right, yeah. you get to that point. I think you hit a spot where, because everybody wants it. Yeah, you did with my comic book. God, that panel looks awful. But you just, all right, we got to march on. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. We're just, we're going on next thing. Let's go next page. Let's work on it. Nice you can do with the yeah. time and yeah. yeah. No, it feels really good because I hate everything I do in the moment. <laughs> you know, it's never good enough. So to watch something that I've like totally forgotten about and be like, oh, this is actually all right. <laughs> it's worth I mean, that, maybe that should be your mo. Yeah. It's like I hate I hate what I did right now. Must be good. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. three years. Your kids will love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Anthony, Ryan, thanks Thank for you. coming. This was a lot of fun, and definitely we'll look out for the, the what X X Carnage X Carnage oh, yeah, yep. yeah. and the other one that's super long, but we just call it Face <laughs> Explodes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So of course, you both know if you listened, um, it's not over till the guests say it's over. Then it's the word. Over. It's over. Everybody.